Good morning. Hope everybody's doing well today on this fabulous Friday morning. Well, I hope I'm sure everybody's excited. It's finally the weekend, and uh, of course, I always say that, but then, you know, there's a lot of people who uh, still have to work the weekend and had their, their days off through the week, and uh, so, but either way, hopefully everybody's happy and uh, glad that uh, finally getting closer to the end of the week, and uh, maybe you got some traveling plans to get out of town, whatever, uh, but uh, hope everybody has a good day, and make the best as you can out of today and uh, I uh, don't know about you all but I uh, just can't believe it it's time for uh, the time change again and I tell you I wish they would pass a law just pick one or the other and just stick with it I am so sick of this time change I tell you get used to one they change it again get used to that one they change it it's just it's ridiculous it serves no purpose whatsoever I just think it's ridiculous and I, I wish that uh, across the nation they would just ban that crap and just be done with it but I don't know maybe one of these days I just uh, I, I know I'm not the only one there's a lot of people out there who feel the same as I do so well, this morning, I want you to look at your, get your Bibles open there. We're going to look at Ephesians 4.31, and we're going to compare and contrast that with uh, Genesis uh, 2.24. So, Ephesians 5.31 says, For this cause shall a man leave his father and mother, and shall be joined to his wife, and they too shall be one flesh. And we see this comparison, and actually, this is what uh, this was being, uh, Christ was quoting, was from Genesis 2.24. Therefore shall a man leave his father and his mother, and shall cleave unto his wife, and they shall be one flesh. So, uh, <clears throat> get this back up here. All right, so when we look at these verses here, you know, we are looking at the sanctity of marriage. And uh, several things going on here that um, <clears throat> need to be pointed out uh, for the one major fact that marriage is between one man and one woman. You know, some people want to say in regards to homosexuality, well, Jesus never specifically addressed it. Well, Jesus didn't specifically address kidnapping. We know that's wrong, but Jesus is quoting from Genesis, the Old Testament, to reinforce what he's saying in the New Testament. And so he's telling everybody that it's marriage between one man and one woman, not polygamy. You know, we're seeing this, uh, you got these shows out there, this turkey's married to like three or four women, and these women must be crazy, because I, uh, well, he must be crazy too, obviously, because I got one wife that uh, uh, I love dearly, but, you know, she can uh, get on my case pretty good. I can imagine to have three or four more of her. <laughs> on my case but anyway uh i don't know why anybody want to share but even in the old testament uh you would see people with multiple wives that was not god's will that's not what god ordained they were actually going against uh what god wanted even though some of these people were men of god and god used them to do mighty things what they were doing was still unbiblical because marriage between one man and one woman not multiple wives not multiple husbands one man and one woman and uh and again reinforcing that for the simple fact that uh, homosexuality is wrong at no point in time did jesus did you see in the old testament anywhere in there to say that it's okay to be a homosexual people try to twist that scripture around but you see it in Leviticus, you see it in Deuteronomy, you see it in Romans, you see it in 1 Corinthians 6, 9. You see it all throughout Scripture that it is wrong. And uh, it just amazes me the amount of people who claim to be Christians who will try to justify that. Well, it's not my place to judge. Well, you know what? As a Christian, we have to make judgment calls. We have to be the salt of the earth. We have to stand firm on God's word and stand against those things that are contrary to God's holy word. Now, on the flip side of that, uh, we have to be careful, uh, and what I mean by that is uh, because 
Uh, obviously, the Bible is clear that homosexuality is wrong. Transgender, transvestite, whatever, man. It's the LGBTQ thing. It's just total, it, that's the devil's presence right there, demonic. I mean, it's just, it's wrong. It's, uh, it's an abomination inside of God. But my point is that um, we've got a younger generation that is coming up. You know, I heard we talk about this the other day in this book I've been reading. They refer to those from 16 to 29 as busters and, and those from 18 to 29 they call mosaics and from uh, 40 to 60 as boomers. And so, um, so you have these busters and these mosaics who are coming up and want nothing to do with church. And uh, reason being is because... Uh, they perceive us as to be homophobic, hate-filled, uh, very um, uh, elitist kind of attitudes, uh, legalistic, and so they don't want anything to, to do with Christianity. So we, and the problem is to me, churches, they think they have to water down God's word in order to appease society, and it is completely the contrary. We have to make a firm stand on God's word, not compromise on God's word, stand true, and we should try to minister and witness to the homosexual, the transgender, and understand, show them Jesus, show, and we need to point them away, point them to the way, and uh, understand that they need Christ just as any other unsaved person needs Jesus Christ. And uh, people say, well, uh, can you be gay and a, and a Christian? No, it doesn't work that way. If you are you're struggling with those desires, and you're fighting against that, and you're trying to live for the Lord, well, then you're no different than any other Christian. But if you are blatantly giving in to those desires, and uh, and just and not even trying to show any type of repentance. No, it's not going to work that way. But uh, but we need to try to start speaking the truth in love, and we need to show these younger generations uh, that uh, the love of Jesus Christ and why we need him and why we need to be convicted of our sins and why uh, Jesus is the only way. We've got to understand that. So I wanted to make sure, you know, I, 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 it's not that I want to talk about homosexuality this morning, but you can't help when you talk about marriage between one man and one woman without touching on that in some aspect, and I feel like it's something that needed to be addressed at some, you know, this morning. But we see here, you know, between one man and one woman, the wife is the helper. You know, that's why she was put in place. He, he formed, uh, took one of Adam's ribs, formed a woman, and because he saw that it wasn't good for man to be alone, and he needed a help meet. See, uh, women, you know, you got this this woke uh, in, uh, idea in Hollywood that, uh, yeah, you know, that everything has to be female, you know, and it's very frustrating for me uh, because I, I see these little boys. In fact, a little boy told my wife, I said, well, I can't boys be do this or do that why is it always women being portrayed and i agree you know i feel sorry for this kid because it's everything women empowerment if you're a girl or woman you can do anything which i tell my daughter that yeah you can be as long as you keep jesus first you can be anything but there's no balance there because they say oh the glorified woman uh empower women they can accomplish anything you little boys, you're misogynistic. You need to not. You, know, you need to work on your uh, masculinity and your man spreading and all this bunch of bull crap. And they push. They want little boys to act like little girls, and that's not the way society works. Not the way God ordained it to be. Men are to be protectors. Boy, little boys are rambunctious. Little boys are meant to be little girls, and that's where I get have problems with it. I'm getting aggravated with. You can't watch nothing on television anymore, and it's it's all about 
female empowerment. You know, you, every time you see a, a commercial or a movie or TV, heaven forbid anybody portray them having a son. It's always a daughter. And I'm not, I'm not putting down little girls by no stretch. I, I love my daughter dearly. I try my best to tell her to be independent, not to depend, not to, to depend upon anybody, to put Jesus first. And as long as she's putting Christ first, there's nothing she can't accomplish. I don't care if she wants to be an astronaut, president, teacher, whatever. I said, I don't care if, if you're a custodian, whatever it is, if that's what God wants you do then you do it you know i'm proud of you no matter what so i'm not don't think i'm trying to put women down by no stretch of imagination it's just we're seeing this paradigm shift of of uh, women can do anything but uh boys you need just you know you just need to sit down and shut up and that, that's that's not good you know men are inherently protectors and we are to um uh not only protect our wives we need to protect our family a man who does take care of his family is no better than an infidel as men we need to be the head of the home just as christ is head of the church we need to be the spiritual leaders of that home being seen that we're in the God's Word, being seen in prayer, and demonstrating the love of Christ in all things. And uh, that is, that's what it's talking about when wives are to submit to their husband is in the sense of spiritual uh, submission that he is, is leading his home in a Christian way. Outside of that, we are to work together. The man is not to be a tyrant. He's not to be a dictator. Uh, he's to, God's word's clear in Ephesians 5, as we're reading in this uh, verse here, uh, that um, if you men are to love their wives as their own body, whoever hated their own body. So we see that we are, are co-partners and we are, are to work together. And uh, so there are things that women can't do. I hate to break it to you. Men are biologically stronger. That's just a fact of life. But all right, I understand that even though a woman may not be able to do everything a man can do, they are here to do the things that men can't do. See, we complement each other. See, that's, uh, the world don't want to, to do that. They want to put one above the other, and it, it's not how God ordained it. And so, you know, that's why that's why we're able to work together, because men can do some things women can't. Women can do some things that men can't, and we, we work together in unison. That's why when we, we, it says that we come together, we shall be, the two shall be one flesh. We become one. If nothing else, that uh, verse alone should uh, encourage abstinence. Uh, the society and liberals will say that abstinence is not a reality. Abstinence can be very well a reality, but they uh, all they want to do in sex ed is hand out condoms and and uh, act, you know say well you're going to do it anyway. So here you go. Well you know no. Uh, if you if you bring a child up in a Christian home, explain to them there's no no reason in the world why they wouldn't have the ability to wait until marriage. But you know statistically it is rare. But maybe if we tried a little harder uh, to teach these children, maybe it might be less teen pregnancies. Might be less disease, maybe less of these things that we're seeing today if we worked a little harder in explaining why that we need to wait until marriage uh, before we have sex. And uh, But our world has become so perverse, so inundated with whatever feels good, go for it kind of attitude, and uh, it's it's really uh, nauseating. It just shows how far we are getting away from Christ. When everything and anything goes, as long as it feels good, and that's what you want to do. Just like a, the liberal mentality, for, forget the facts, just whatever, we'll base what we do on feelings. It's, it's, it's insanity. But one thing's for sure, uh, God's word is clear. And what God has put together, let no man separate. That's why we have to be true and faithful to our, um, uh, our spouses. We need to work hard in our marriages. Some people don't want to put a lot of effort and work into it. When it gets a little tough, that's when they want to split. And uh, marriage does take work. It's not easy. Me and Brandy, we have great days. We get along good and we're like best friends. And then some days we want to just pinch each other's heads off. I don't even want to be in the same room with her. And I know she don't either. <laughs> you know, it's just part of it. You know, when you're living with somebody, it says sometimes you get on each other's nerves. I get on my own nerves sometimes. So I can't imagine what she, what she goes through. But, uh, you know, so you're going to have that. You know, that's just part of it. But when you have those rough spots, 
You keep pushing forward. But the only way you can do that is keeping Jesus Christ first in your lives and in your relationship. And if you're not doing that, you are doomed for failure. I can assure you. That's the only way me and Brandy's gotten through a lot of tough times. Our lives is keeping Jesus first. And uh, and you may be doing that, and still uh, there may be a rift. And, you know, that's what the old devil wants to do. He he wants to get in there and uh, and monkey around uh, with, the, with the heart and the mind. That's what he wants to do. I've, I've counseled people numerous times who uh, were on Facebook or Twitter or whatever, and uh, what started out as an innocent conversation went into an emotional affair, into a physical affair, and destroyed marriages. And that's just it. The devil don't play fair. He walks around like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. We have to be on our guard at all costs. We have to be faithful. When we take that vow before God and man, we need to take that seriously. So uh, when you go out and about today, you know, as those who are married, if you're having trouble in your marriage, we'll pray for you. If you um, uh, don't have a good church, come out to Fountain Love Bible Church. We'd love to have you. But the main thing that is, if you want your marriage to work, we have to keep Christ first. And marriage is between one man and one woman, as we see here in Ephesians 5.31 and Ephesians, I'm sorry, in Genesis 2.24, uh, is where uh, Jesus is quoting from. And uh, so as we understand that, we need to put um, uh, things into perspective and not allow society dictate what uh, they think is their normal, because their normal is is skewed. Uh, when we see Jesus Christ, when Christ has infiltrated our hearts, our eyes are illuminated, We are um, our eyes are open, and we can see the evil that is around us. Those who are in the world are blinded. They can't see it. But as Christians, uh, we've got to speak that truth in love, not show hatred towards other people. Yes, I get aggravated too, all right? I see garbage on social media, and it makes me so mad I can't see straight. I see some of the posts that supposed Christians are making, and it I just, oh, I want to go off the bat, but I know that's not the right way. I want to draw people to Christ, not push them away, and I've done that. See, that's why I don't go off anymore on Facebook, because I know that I, I may have hurt uh, the, my my witness because of uh, where I get so aggravated at the agenda and the propaganda and the indoctrination that, that I see. And uh, uh, so we have to be very careful. Choose your words wisely, because remember, we want to be a witness. We want to show compassion. We want to show empathy. But at the same time, we must stand strong and not compromise on God's word. You can love an individual, but you can hate their sin. Remember, sin is abhorrent in God's eyes. So let us make a strong stand, but do it in a loving way. It's not saying you're accepting a sinful action. It just shows that you're trying to show love and compassion towards an individual in order, in the hopes that they will come to know Jesus Christ, Lord and Savior. And then that's when Jesus Christ will use his redemption, his sanctification, in order to bring uh, their relationship right before God. Let us have a word of prayer. Lord Jesus, we thank you, we love you, and we praise you. Help us, Lord Jesus, uh, to have that right relationship with you. Let us serve you well. Be with our uh, all the men out there who are dads and fathers and uh, uh, spouses. And uh, Lord, let these men uh, show and exemplify the light of God. Uh, Lord, let them be the spiritual leader of their home as they should be. Be with all the wives and the mothers out there, Lord Jesus, uh, that even if they're single mothers, or, that you will give them the strength and the help that they need uh, in raising their children. And Lord, I just pray that you'll bless these homes. And Lord, let uh, all these individuals uh, seek you first above all things and keep you in the center. And Lord, for anyone uh, watching this morning that doesn't know you, let I pray this prayer. Dear God, forgive me of all my sins. Jesus, I know you died on the cross for me. I know you rose from the grave for me. Come into my heart and save me. 
Fill me with you, Holy Spirit. Lord, be with us. Lead God and protect us this day. Be with all these individuals who are battling with the flu, virus, sicknesses of various kinds. Bring them to healing. Pray that you'll be with uh, Roger Winters, that you'll bring healing upon him. Pray that you'll be with Jerry Keller, that you'll bring healing upon him as well. And uh, Lord, uh, I just pray that you'll be with our parents and our teachers, bus drivers and children. Let them get to school and back safely without any problems or complications. Be with uh, our president. Give him and his family uh, safety and protection at you that he will seek you above all things be with our first responders or police officers let them know they're needed loved and appreciated in jesus name i pray amen well, I hope everybody has a good day today, a blessed day, a fantabulous day. And uh, if, you don't, if you want to come out and visit with us, or if you already attend there, Fat Life Bible Church, 118 Julie Lane, uh, we'll be bringing the morning message, and it will be talking about how you are fearfully and wonderfully made. You are unique, and that is something to be celebrated. And so we're going to be discussing that in our met my teaching on Sunday morning, so I encourage you to come on out and join us with that. If you'd like to share these devotions, of course, your friends or family can find me at Dr. Young 77 on Facebook. Uh, if they don't do social media, you can go to YouTube, Dr. Matthias Young, subscribe there and watch all the devotions, and or you can subscribe to the Doc Young Chronicles podcast. Does it cost you a thing? Free audio only, so if you're out and about working or riding down the road, you can listen to sermons, the devotions, or whatever it may be, and uh, and you can hopefully the Lord will minister to you through that. So I hope everyone has a great day, a fantabulous day, and remember, live each day as if it were your last, because one day it will be. Thanks for watching. Mm -hmm.